This episode of The Legend of Retro is sponsored by Detroit Beard Collective. Dot com, where you can find beards of all shapes and sizes. You can find your collection. Nope, you can find beard supplies such as beard balms, mustache wax, beard elixirs, combs, shampoos, all the tools you need to feed your beard. Not not necessarily purchase collections of beards. Where do I get a beard though? From your own face, typically. Now, you're an unfortunate fellow who who obviously can't grow a beard too well. But if you are a person who has great facial hair, Detroit Beer Collective is the one to help you out. I'll tell you what, I may not be able to grow facial hair, but I sure as hell can appreciate it. That's right. And you know what I can do? What? Spend money. That's right. You go on DetroitBeerCollective.com. If you spend $25 or more, you can use the offer code MCGAMING and get 20% off your order. That's great. That is great. I so, can spend more money on beards that way. Right. Uh, well, what? On beard items. Thank you. That's, I'm scared now. No, don't be. That's, That's okay. So so thank you, Detroit Beer Collective, for sponsoring this episode of The Legend of Retro. Remember, everyone, use the offer code MCGAMING at checkout and receive 20% off your order of $25 or more. And get some beards. Supplies. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro Podcast. This is Xander. And Craig WK. And today, we take a visit to the jungle. Yeah. We're going to talk about Donkey Kong country yep not donkey kong land not donkey kong city not new donk well, city donkey kong land was technically an actual game it was oh yeah it was it was the donkey kong country for the game boy yep hmm. not danky kang country danky kang <laughs> oh, god although dead eight and, and pokey l might call it danky kang country <laughs> danky kang country danky kang now Danky Kang Country. <laughs> Danky Kang Country. Danky Kang Country. Danky Kang's Country Cooking. <laughs> we done there got bananas. We done there got bananas and eggs. We done there got bananas and bananas. And for dessert, a wonderful Bananas Foster. Little known fact, bananas and bananas are two different fruits. They is. One of them's even a vegetable. I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Kong Country, not Danky Kang Country Cooking. Danky Kang Country Cooking, which is a failed spinoff, uh, was released. Danky Kang's <laughs> Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do they have a gift shop? Yeah. Oh, can They're you all buy kind of weird toys? <laughs> you buy rocking chairs uh-huh. on the front porch. We call them Cranky's Rockers. <laughs> Cranky's Rockers. That's our goal. You understand that now, right? To, to become <laughs> rich off of Legend of Retro <laughs> and open Danky Kang's country country cooking, Cracker Barrel. <laughs> I feel like that's a lawsuit <laughs> waiting to happen. So is Danky Kang. <laughs> that's why I say we get rich so we can handle the lawsuits. <laughs> Danky Kang country Cracker Barrel. Can't wait to buy one of those Cranky's rockers. Right? <laughs> They're comfortable. Uh huh. And the old phonograph. <laughs> Got Diddy Kong hats. <laughs> Got a section in the corner with toys for all the Kitty Kongs. T- 
ties. You ain't just whistling Dixie Kong. <laughs> Once you eat at Danky Kang's Cracker Barrel, you're going to be Chunky Kong. <laughs> oh, you, you, cool. you might come in Lanky Kong, but you're going to walk out Chunky Kong. <laughs> there were so many Kongs. Sorry, that, is that too cruel of me to call you a Chunky Kong? So, <sighs> Donkey Kong Country, not Donkey Kong Country Cracker Barrel, was released on November 21st in 1994. November 21st? Why, that feels like it was two days ago. Uh, it, it's because it was, if you're listening to this the day it comes out. If you're listening to it now, it seems weird that I said that someday in Rocktober. It was two days ago from November 20th. Yeah, that would be weird. Anyway. Yeah, anywho. So, Donkey Kong Country was, of course, made by Rare. Rare Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, during their golden era. You know, back when they were churning out just hit after hit. Couldn't do nothing wrong. Nope. Uh, it's an action platformer. Uh, it stars Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong adventuring across Kong Island. To get Donkey Kong's banana horde back from King K. Rule and his army of Kremlins, which were like weird crocodile men. Mm-hmm. Kremlings? Kremlings. Kremlings. Krem- yeah, Kremlings. Kremlin. Kremlins. The Kremlin is a place in Russia. Yeah. Kremlings. Yes. Are weird crocodile men. Yes. Thank you for the save. Yeah, no problem. Hi. Mm-hmm. So does this game take place in Russia? Is that no. where the Kremlings are from? No. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Hmm. They're not a monarchy, are they? Well, I mean, it's King K. Rule. I guess they would be. Well, I mean, no, no, I'm saying Russia's not a monarchy. Oh, no, no, it's not. Yeah, no no czars there. Not yeah. for a while. Yeah. Anywho. So, this game blew my dang mind. Right? It's, I mean, the the it's funny because, you know, I feel like a, a lot of games... You know, that were really, really graphically impressive back then. You look back at now and you think like... Star Fox. Yeah, Star Fox. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, some polygons on the Super Nintendo. Ugh, big whoop-de-doo. Mm-hmm. But Donkey Kong Country looks great. Yeah. It looks really good. It's like a sort of a 3D modeled platformer for Super Nintendo, but it's still a 2D, you know, platformer. It's not like it's, you know, a 3D, you know, adventure game or anything like yeah. that. Music's all very good. Oh, it's great. Great platforming. All the oh, different yeah. animal buddies you could get. Ramby, uh, Squawks. Yeah, can you name them all? Ramby, Squawks. Um, oh, and what animal were they? Ramby was a ram- uh, rhino. A ram- Ramby was Ramby. a rhino. Ramby was a Rambo. <laughs> Ramby the Rambo. I drew first blood, not me. This is my friend. Sorry. <laughs> It was a good Rambo Rambi impersonation. Was Rambo. <laughs> Rambi was a rhino. Right. Uh, then there was uh, Squawks the parrot. Yep. Uh, and then there was a frog, an ostrich. And that's it? Oh, but is no. it? Oh, and uh, the swordfish. Can you think of their names? Um... I, w- I honestly, I'm drawing a blank on them. Frog's got a real weird name. The other two are a little bit more clever, I feel like. You have Expresso the Ostrich. Yeah, Expresso the Ostrich. Unguard? Unguard, The yes. Swordfish. And then Winky the Frog. Winky the Frog, yep. I'm not really you know, sure about that one. Now, which was your favorite? Um, 
Rambi, probably. I was I'm always partial to the frog, yeah. Linky, because back then I really liked frogs and amphibians right. and lizards and stuff. Yeah. Um, I was really... So, I mean, uh, we kind of touched on Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong being the smaller of the two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, red cap, mm-hmm. tank top. Um, I was always real weird about who was in front. Did you always make sure Donkey Kong was the lead guy? No. You always played just like Chrono, just like uh, when I played Chrono Trigger. If I if I have the chance, frogs up front. Really? Yeah, because I always want the small ones up front, followed by the, by the big ones. You I want don't the big why. ones following. Yep. And I was also really particular about who rode the animals. Really? Yep. Now, which was every animal somebody different? Like, uh, did like certain Donkey Kong got to ride Rambi. Okay. Uh, Diddy Kong got to ride Winky, and uh, Expresso. Okay. And I would prefer Diddy Kong to ride. On guard, a swordfish, yeah. Because uh, Diddy Kong or Donkey Kong just looked too big on a lot of them. <laughs> he did. Like he looked like he was going to strangle Espresso. Well, I mean, he is a giant ape. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, yeah, he but I was real particular about what was going to happen, or like with those, and I don't know why. Like it's just like a dumb aesthetic thing that I did when I was little. But is it is it weird that? I mean, like you know, when when Mario rides Yoshi, okay, he's a uh-huh. he's a human on a, a dinosaur, but I mean. Donkey Kong's an ape, and uh-huh. he's just riding another animal. Is that weird? I feel yeah, like it's th- a little weird. I, you'd think it'd be the other way around. Like, animals riding animals is okay. I guess. But, but I guess humans and horses. Yeah, right? I mean, it's just sort of weird that it's an animal with an Well, I guess what's weird is that the ape is one of the bigger, stronger animals out there, and you have, like, the frog is, isn't riding the, the great ape. Yeah. Hmm. Although I guess technically we don't know that Donkey Kong is an ape. I'll tell you what he's not. Well, what's that? An orangutan? Oh no, he's not. Because there are orangutans in there, and they're all they're all mad at Donkey Kong. Yeah, they really really hate him. I remember that in the the Donkey Kong Country Players Guide, there was they talk about it specifically like. He's real jaded because he wanted to be a, a, a part of the Kong family, and he wasn't allowed, or something like that. <laughs> that random like. Orangutan that would hurl barrels at you. That barrel tossing orangutan. <laughs> barrel tosser. Oh, that's that's harsh words. I don't know. Uh, for, for the record, for our people uh, listening in, uh, at one point, uh, I think it was before Smash Brothers Brawl came out. Yeah, I think it was back when we were playing Melee all the time. Yeah, it. Uh, uh, there was an article that came out and it was talking about all the like the Smash Brothers characters, and they referred to Donkey Kong as a barrel tosser. <laughs> there's something that just sounds racist about that. Yeah. There's just something. It just sounds like it. You're being real, real, real mean to Donkey Kong when you call him a barrel tosser. Yeah. So that's uh, that's why we were laughing a little bit harder at barrel tosser than we should. <laughs> Tossers. It's their word, okay? <laughs> it's not it's not my word, that's for sure. I shouldn't be saying that. Um so when do, do you remember the first time you, you got a chance to play uh Donkey Kong Country? Honestly, I like a lot of old Super Nintendo games, I don't have memories of like when I first played it per se, because it was a long time ago and it was like right when it would have come out. I would have gotten it uh because it came out in November. Mm-hmm. I would have gotten it for Christmas uh for the year 1994. Yeah, me too. You know, so, well, you also got Super Alfred Chicken. That's also true. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but no, yeah, I, I don't really remember, like, my first memories with the game so much as I just remember, like, you know, first getting it, playing it, like, Christmas, 
Christmas like morning because uh, back then in, in you know I, I think a lot of families probably did the same but uh, you you woke up in my case woke my mom up mm-hmm. way early it was like you know five thirty six in the morning and it was like Christmas 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 and she's like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah whatever and like goes out in the living room we get our presents and then she like goes back to bed because it's six in the morning and then mm-hmm. I'm like Super Nintendo time <laughs> and uh, yeah so I I ended up playing you know. Donkey Kong Country at like six in the morning on Christmas, and I was I, I remember enjoying it. I mean, you know, I inevitably beat the game and stuff, and yeah, lots of times. I remember playing it at uh, Toys R Us at the demo little Super Nintendo stand. Oh, they had a demo there. Yeah. Oh, that's slick. And uh, any really anytime I would go shopping with my parents, my mom. Let's be honest. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Do crap. Um, <laughs> anytime we went shopping with my mom. Uh, any store that had a, a display, that's where I would go and just like chill out and play those games. That's pretty great. I, uh, I, whenever it was, you know, my mom and my sister and I shopping, uh, I mean, I was always kind of watching out for Beth, my younger sister. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really get the opportunity to, uh, uh, you know, really spend a lot of time at those booths. Yeah. Because, you know, she didn't necessarily want to. And so I sort of had to kind of, um, <laughs> right. Kind of wander around with her. Not, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm sure she probably has some memories of me like clutching onto her wrist and being like, yeah, yeah, you're just going to sit right here for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember getting it for Christmas and in pretty much jumping immediately on that. Yeah. Even though I think before I said I played Alfred Chicken first, I think I definitely jumped on Donkey Kong Country before anything else. Are you only saying that to save face? No, I really do believe like I would have jumped on Donkey Kong Country first and foremost. I mean, probably. I mean, it was Donkey Kong Country. It had a huge ad campaign behind it. Yeah. You know, they were really trying to push it. Uh, in fact, uh, I think it was Kellogg Cereal, one of the cereal companies, like you could like send away for it. And, yeah. You know, like have a chance to win or something. And so like, you know, for a good solid like half year to a year, you know, Donkey Kong Country was like on all of the like cereal boxes. Yeah, it was a big deal when it came out. Out. Mm-hmm. and rightfully so i mean it's a it's a great game um just solid platforming all the different things you had to find finding all the uh the bonus rooms to get that hundred percent next to your name yeah yeah all the hundred one percent i should say oh yeah all the i don't even know if i ever ended up doing that i did That's i did with that impressive. and uh and donkey Kong country 2 donkey Kong country 2 i was a little bit more expansive with you know looking through everything mm-hmm. i don't know if i ever kind of hundred percent in that game though I don't remember. Yeah, because they had all all the uh, the Kremlin coins, all the bonus levels that were yeah. super difficult. Yep. Oh man, those were rough. But I, uh, Donkey Kong Country is. I mean, it's not as difficult, I would say, as Donkey Kong Country Two. I, uh, but it, it does start getting tougher towards the end of the game. It's, yeah. It's not like the most difficult platformer. Uh, but it's definitely you know I you know when it, when I was a kid and beat it I was pretty proud of myself for it. It was a fairly tough game. Yeah. The uh, I mean the later levels like you went from having like simple like forest levels to mm-hmm. like industrial levels where it was dark and hard to see and a lot more like minecart kind of stuff. Yeah. And Snowy the ice levels. Yep. Mm-hmm. With all the the barrel blasting and stuff like that. It was pretty tough, mm-hmm. you know. Music starts getting more tense, and yeah. it starts getting more dramatic. Uh, the music in this game is an interesting, uh, an interesting part of it because it's part of it is really ambient. Like, there's not really a whole lot of like really good melodies, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all of it is very memorable and very catchy. Oh yeah! Like, there's not a lot of stuff that. I mean, I I don't want to say it doesn't get stuck in your head because it definitely does. Mm-hmm. 
But even when you like look at it, it's very simple, and most of it's just very tribal. I feel like. Yeah, I can definitely see that. There's there, it's that, and it has like a little bit of swing to it, a little bit yeah. of jazz. Uh, it's it's definitely a weird soundtrack, but it really works for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first tracks you hear, and we're gonna just dive right into the music because that's what we do. Here at the <laughs> Red, <laughs> Legend of Retro um, is we're gonna listen to Donkey Kong Island Swing, and this is the first uh, the first level basically, mm-hmm. and a lot of the simple jungle levels follow or have this song playing in it. Uh, and I'm going to ruin it a little bit for you because I did it for Craig earlier. Dang you. Just like this Marty Arty Orange thing for uh, um, Sonic the Hedgehog, there's a, a drum beat that starts this game. And it plays through the entire song. And I would always hear in my head as a kid, like, boom, chicka, boom, chicka, jamming with Donkey Kong. Boom, chicka, boom, chicka, jamming with Donkey Kong. <laughs> Now stuck in my head because even the the theme or the the soundtrack to this uh, is called DK Jams. Mm-hmm. So you know that's where I get that. But we will take a listen to Island Swing, and here you go. song have such a long intro but this also eventually became kind of just donkey kong's theme song it after this much, game yeah it pretty much did it's uh it be- sort of became the like general theme of like the donkey kong country games and i would say for good reason mm-hmm. it's a really really catchy song it's really memorable and uh and it's weird because it i mean it starts with that like you know, animal kind of like environmental noise at the mm-hmm. beginning, and it ends up turning into like a, a jazzy swing song. That's really weird and crazy. Yeah. I, I I do also, of course, want to point out uh, who we had working on it. Yeah, that was that was actually going to be my next question. It was composed by David Wise, yep. Eveline Fisher, and Robin Beanland. Uh, now, all three of them worked on tons of different rare games. Yeah, uh, David Wise uh, has worked on like just about every Donkey Kong Country game, and Evelyn Fisher continued with some of the other Donkey Kong Country games. Uh, Robin Beanland uh, uh, has done a lot of other rare games, which are good, but she didn't work on too many of the other Donkey Kong Country games. Now, David Wise also did uh, Banjo Kazooie, didn't he? I believe so. Yeah, I mean they were. It was one of the three of them yeah. working on it. It's a rare game, you know. It just kind of comes with the territory when it came to rare. Is uh, you know, these three were their like main composers to the best of my knowledge. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's you know, it's pretty great, and uh, it's you know, it's just really interesting that like, you know, a good part of the music is like bird calls and like 
apes and monkeys howling in the background and stuff. And it all comes together to be something kind of magical. Yeah. A lot of the music, like I said, is is very ambient and, and really fits the uh, the levels, which is, I would have to imagine they, they designed the levels and were like, all right, David, take a look at this level and see what kind of sound you think this might have. Because a lot of it fits extremely well. And some of it is really just like a, a creepy kind of like hum with some industrial sounds and stuff going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other ones do have more of a, of a melody and something going on with it. Uh, Minecart Madness is another one that jumps to mind where it's just like a very like kind of like intense, like it's not necessarily a great song by any means. There's mm-hmm. not really a, much of a, a catchy tune to it. It's just like, holy crap, I need to get to get through this level. Right. Yeah. Like a lot of the, the music is very, you know, almost has that same effect that like Metroid music has mm-hmm. where it's, it's very sort of, I don't know, sort of, how do I put it? It kind of matters what's going on in the level. Yeah. You know, it's really had that, like that music is having that extra effect on you where you probably wouldn't be as stressed out riding through a mine cart if this heavy, you know, music wasn't you know, pounding behind you and you were thinking like, oh God, I've got to get out of here. Yeah. And, and there's another song we're going to play a little bit later called Ice Cave Chant where a lot of the, a lot of levels just have that start off with that quiet hum, like find out what this level's about. And then slowly but surely the the melody comes in. You're like, oh, this is this is great. So sometimes listening to the soundtrack, I'm like, is this the song I'm thinking of? I don't. And then I have to like skip like 30 seconds. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, this is definitely it. Yeah, it's and like you said, you know, sometimes that that almost hinders it because you know you you finish a level and you think, oh, this song is just getting good. Like, why do I have to leave now? Yeah. But uh, but that's almost a part of the the charm is that, you know, especially by the time you're in later levels where they are longer and a little bit more difficult and stuff, you're, you know, appreciating the music all the more. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, I mean, they're, it's great. Yeah. Um, another one, just speaking of songs, like when I think of the soundtrack of this game, one song, in part, well, two songs in particular really like stick out. Like mm-hmm. this is definitely Donkey Kong Country and this is a song I can listen to over and over again. Yeah. Um, but this one is uh, from the underwater levels, Aquatic Ambience. Uh, and this one, I mean, I've heard covered multiple times. It's oh, just yeah. a very, very like soothing, just like relaxing kind of song. But it, it's it's really good. Mm-hmm. Again, kind of a slow intro. What's going on here? Get yourself familiar with what's happening. And then it kind of goes into it. What is that, a shark? Might be a swordfish. seconds and now the main melody kicks in. (laughs) 
And when I think, I think when I think of this song, I think of the One Ups cover more than I think of this, like from the the game specifically. Yeah, a lot of uh, uh, different video game cover bands have gotten this, remixers and stuff. It's a really popular song from Donkey Kong Country, is uh, Aquatic Ambience, and I think for good reason. You know, it's it's really mellow, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's weird because when you think of like water levels in video games you know usually the gut reaction is like oh great a water level mm-hmm. but I mean in especially in those older Nintendo games the water music was some of the best music in the game yeah. you know Mario Brothers 1 had great water music uh, Mario 3 did Donkey Kong Country Mario World had pretty solid water music and so it's sort of interesting to think like you know everyone hates quote unquote water levels but Sometimes the music yeah. <laughs> totally made it worth it. And that's probably why there are so many water levels, is the music is so good. There are a f- quite a few water levels in Donkey Kong Country. Yep. And I think one of the, the kind of cool things about that, though, is... I mean, I don't... I don't really hate on the water levels in Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, I don't look back necessarily fondly on a lot of them. I remember the first one very well, because mm-hmm. I play through that first, that first chunk of levels so often. Oh, yeah. Um, but later ones, yeah, there's a lot of false walls trying to find all the different hidden areas yeah. and stuff like that. Different secrets and stuff, you know, because in a lot of the other levels, you can like smash Rambi's horn, you know, into the wall and find a secret or throw a barrel. But in the water levels, it's mostly just hidden, you know, walls that you just sort of have to pass through that you wouldn't normally. Yeah. Uh, we'll play a couple, uh, two more songs uh, that are are. Uh, some of my favorites and one of them like I said before is the ice cave chant again this one takes a little bit to get into I'm really excited about the last one that we're going to play for today before we're going to play a total of three more songs Uh, these next two and then the last one will be played at the end of the episode as I always do Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm saving arguably the best for last it's our favorite anyway Um, and if you guys remember we also I also did um, one of the other Donkey Kong Country songs Fear Factory in the very first Rhythm of Retro oh yeah so that's another uh, another really good song here but Ice Cave Chance the next one up this one starts a little bit slow but then when it gets that melody in it's it's extremely catchy and has a lot of fun towards the end of the song it gets a little more like spooky sounding for some reason it's it's interesting because i i i feel like even without knowing the game in the in its music you can tell this is like a wintery theme because yeah. of those like christmasy type bells you hear yeah i think that's a, a really solid choice of of sound that they chose for this level uh and then the last level or the last level theme that I, i'll be playing today uh, it's called Forest Frenzy. This is, uh, you don't really hear this until you're in the third world. So you have, the first world is a jungle. Second world is more like Aztec ruins and like, like mines, yeah. kind of temple stuff. 
The third one is like deeper in the forest. Like it's more like a sunset. I, I want to say it's like more of like in the sunset, like more like pine trees than like yeah. the island trees. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one's always been a, a favorite of mine. This is Forest Frenzy. Probably because it just goes right into the song. Yeah. <laughs> that helps. a little bit faster paced than some of the other songs and I think it's what I really appreciate about this is it doesn't take that long ambience kind of yeah. approach to, to getting to the songs I always appreciate it in the, the levels that use this theme were usually like uh, it was almost like cities in the trees yeah like you'd see like, like you're going through bridges. the Ewok village yeah <laughs> yeah it pretty much is I, I always thought that was a neat little aesthetic lots of bees <laughs> a lot of bees and those vultures yeah yeah, that was. It starts getting a little tougher with this world, I think. Yeah, you know the game starts ramping up in difficulty a bit. Yeah, and then after this, I think is uh, is that where you're going to more the industrial, and then the the mountain, like the ice mountains, and then you're back to the pirate ship. I believe so. Yeah, King K. Rule is a kind of an interesting villain to recur because every game that he's in, he takes on a different persona. Yeah. It's weird because he's on a pirate ship at the end of the game. But he's a king. But he's a king. And in the next game, he's a pirate yep. in like a, a mountain lair. Yeah. And then in the next game, he's an evil scientist, yep. but in a Dr. Frankenstein lab. So yep. it finally is a little bit more fitting. Yeah. Uh, king K. Rule, Captain K. Rule, and Dr. K. Rule? I believe so. Professor Do- K. Rule? Do- Dr. K. Rule? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, interesting, dude. You remember the first time you beat this game? Did you think you were done with it? I did. <laughs> I really did. So I, I got hoodwinked. I was totally blindsided because, like, I was having a tough time with them anyway. Mm-hmm. And because, uh, you know, I, I probably would have beaten the game when I was, well, how old would I have been? 10, 11? Mm-hmm. You know, 10 or 11. And uh, and so I finally dropped him and I thought, yes, yes, I did it. The screen fades, credits start to roll. And then you start to, like, read the credits and you're like, Oh, that's Crusha didn't didn't direct this game. Yeah. And then out of the blue, King K. Rule stands back up and he's even tougher than before. Yeah. Yeah, that that he got me the first time. Like the first time I totally died after that. And I was just like, what, <laughs> what happened? This is nonsense. Yeah, it's a it's a fun boss battle. It really is. It's been a while since I finished this game. I used to go back and just finish the final because again, just it's fun to watch the credits and stuff like that, and like say, uh-huh. "Oh yeah, I beat this game." And of course, it was one of the games that had save files, so you didn't have to worry about right. going through it in all one go. Um, so I would always go back and just and fight the boss, do like almost like a boss rush every once in a while, just to fight all the bosses and fight King yep. K. Rool. All the no, all the the uh, beavers, all the the bees, the buzzards. Yeah, beezer, uh, beavers, buzzards, bees. Oh my! <laughs> and balligators. they're all bosses and i'll start with b so i i did want to uh touch on a couple of things here 
Uh, now we talked about how the the graphics were, you know, 3D models and stuff. Uh, but apparently Rare wanted to kind of update the the Donkey Kong look. Yeah. And so they kept the tie that Donkey Kong had from the Game Boy Donkey Kong game, if you remember that. No, I don't. I, I didn't really. I was never a huge Donkey Kong player, to be honest with you. So it was, it up, was, until, up until Donkey Kong Country. The, the Donkey Kong game on Game Boy before like Donkey Kong Land started coming out and you know all that stuff is actually a lot of fun. It's a, a neat little like puzzly type platformer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but I, I, what Rare did is they they sort of tweaked the game a little bit and a, supposedly this is you know some of the stuff I've read online. I don't know how much is confirmed with like Nintendo, but apparently Cranky Kong is the original Donkey Kong. Yeah, and then Donkey Kong. In this game, Donkey Kong Country is Donkey Kong Jr. Is Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that was kind of interesting—a neat little uh, uh, touch, mm-hmm. you know. Because I mean, that would explain why Cranky Kong is so cranky. Because you know, I mean, he was pretty angry. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it seems weird that he would shrink down. That's <laughs> old age for you. Yeah. Do you remember the other uh, the other characters, the other Kongs? Oh gosh! Uh, so you have. Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. Yep. Cranky Kong. Funky Kong. Yep. Candy Kong. And that's it for the first game. That's it for the first game. And then in the second game, you had, it was like a Granny Kong. Wrinkly Kong. Wrinkly Kong. Thank you. Uh, you had, dies. Oh, that's right. She becomes a ghost. <laughs> She's a ghost in the, in the third one. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. How depressing. Yep. Uh, who else did they add in the second game? Oh, I, I, wasn't there like a game show host? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember th- the second one. I don't remember as well. I played through it when I was a kid, and I got a hundred percent. I lent it to my neighbor, and I never got it back. Oh, that's depressing. Yep. I feel like you've lost a fair I amount do. of games. I do. I lose a fair amount of games just from being generous and letting people borrow. Well, that's stuff. what you get for being a nice guy. You should be rotten and cruel like me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't remember. I know if there was a game show. I don't remember if it was a Kong. I don't remember if it was a. I don't remember Swanky Kong. I think that might have been it. That sounds right. I think it might have been Swanky Kong. Yeah. Uh, and Donkey Kong Country Three, I never, I never played much of. It was one of the last games released for the for the Super Nintendo. It was. Uh, I mean, it, it was it was a good game. I beat it. Uh, it. I feel like it didn't really improve things over the second. Like the second improved things over the first. And then in the third game, it was sort of this weird, like, top-down view for the world map. And, like, you had to sort of, like, like do weird fetch quests to, like, get items to, like, let you into other mm-hmm. areas. And it was just weird. Like, it, I just didn't really... That, that didn't do it for me. Like, the levels themselves are all fun. You know, the boss fights and everything. Like, everything else is good about the game. But, like, it didn't really improve anything. It just sort of didn't improve it just sort of was a little worse yeah and so yeah because it's the same thing like streets of rage the series like two was such a one was obviously incredible yeah two was a vast improvement three was kind of the same game it was and a little (laughs) weird and they also like removed some of the characters and replaced them with the robot old man yeah yeah kangaroo (laughs) kangaroo's a bonus character i so yeah it's the same syndrome of like we tried really hard to make two good, so we're just going to dial in three. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And we haven't really gotten a, uh, well, I guess, Donkey Kong Country Returns. 
and uh, Tropical Freeze kind of brought yeah. back those. The the Donkey Kong Country series is actually Nintendo has continued them on in more recent uh, outings, like the Wii and the Wii U. Or, yeah. Yeah, Wii and Wii U. Yeah. And, but still uh, only five games in that series in the past 23 years. Well, I guess if you count Donkey Kong Land. Oh, yeah, that adds a few more, I and guess. And Donkey Kong Country remakes for the Game Boy Advance. Donkey Kong Country 64. Donkey Kong 64 was not a Donkey Kong Country game. Oh, that's right. It was right. just Donkey Kong 64 for Drop right. Country. That's right. Originally, in uh, Japan, it's not called Donkey Kong Country. It's Super Donkey Kong. Oh, jeez. Right? I mean, like, they, everything else is super, so it's sort of weird that they didn't just do that in America. Yeah. I wonder if it was sort of when they were, like, they had all this advertisement, because apparently they used a fair amount of money for advertising. Like, I double-checked online. It was, like, $3.75 million or something that went to advertising. I wonder if they were really trying to, like, brand it as this big thing and didn't want it to just be another super version of a game. Yeah. You know? Did you play much of Donkey Kong 64? No, like none of it. Honestly. I didn't either. I don't really know much about it. I know about the DK rap, yeah, because of Smash Brothers, yep, and that's about it. Like I, I've seen like a few reviews online for it and stuff, and I mean, I, I feel like it's been, I don't know, it's, I feel like it got kind of mixed reviews. I feel like Banjo Kazooie did everything better. Yeah, that's like the and consensus that, and, because it's rare. Like they're just following the the same pattern, like, mm-hmm. and it just didn't it didn't feel good. I I remember just kind of being. Like yeah, this is this is the Donkey Kong game, but it feels like I'm playing Mario 64, but a not as good Mario yeah. 64 and a not as good Banjo Kazooie. That's yeah. it's, a, it's yeah. kind of a bummer that that kind of went that way. So I'm glad to see it making a a more of a resurgence in the in the side scrolling platformer yeah. kind of genre. Absolutely, I I feel like you you wouldn't be able to do that game very much justice in a 3D world. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Now I did also want to touch on the multiplayer. For Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. I don't know. Did you really play multiplayer much in this game? No. I didn't really have friends to come over and play this game. <laughs> uh, and my brother was older and like didn't care at the time. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And by the time I fun. got around to people who would want to play this game, we had other newer games to right. play. I luckily uh, had was- friends. Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> I had a younger sister oh, who, yeah. who I was able to force to play video games from every so often, and she actually enjoyed Donkey Kong Country. Now, what's interesting about the multiplayer in this is that you have a competitive mode where you take turns, you know, playing, you know, yeah, uh, the kind of racing to see who can get through the game first. Yeah, basically. And and I'm, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm not bad at video games. At the very least, I'm a little better than my younger sister. So we played cooperative mode. Now, the cool thing about cooperative mode is that you would, like, as player one, you would be Donkey Kong. Player two was Diddy Kong. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, the way we played the game is that I would, I would, you know, exit the cave, go back, get the free life, go back, look into the banana horde, find out that it's been stolen. Donkey Kong cries his, you know, ape tears. Mm-hmm. And then I would snag the first, you know, DK barrel you see. Because when you, uh, one of the interesting things about this game is it's not like... I mean, it's not like, you know, Mario, where you're going to mushroom and you grow to get your power up. You just have another friend. So they're entrapped inside a barrel. So you throw the barrel, break Diddy Kong out. I switch to Diddy. And then my younger sister, Beth, plays. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you done messed up. Let let big brother Craig fix this. Basically, yeah. We would play. I would let her play until she would get stuck on something. She'd say, I don't know how to do this. I'd be like, hit select. She'd hit select button. (laughs) It switches to me. I'd get her past it, hit select, and be like, there you go. 
And so it was basically just me sitting there watching yeah. her go through all the easy stuff until like it would get to barrels with bees flying around. And she'd be like, uh, Craig. And I'd be like, all right, yeah, switch. Hit the, the, select, not start, select. Hit select, yeah. select, Beth, select. <laughs> and then she would hit select finally. And then, you know, I would I would go through the tough part. And then, you know, she'd beat the level. And she'd be like, I'm beating so many levels. Look at me. Look at all these Diddy Kong beating levels. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're doing great, Beth. Great job. Yeah, this is great. Must have been nice having people to play with. It was pretty solid. Yeah, I bet. And uh, I, I got to definitely give my sister a shout out, though, because uh, uh, she actually came by recently uh, after the SNES Classic came out because she you know, wanted to give it a try and yeah. you know, stuff. And uh, we played Donkey Kong Country, and I was really impressed that she remembered where almost all these, like, like at one point she picks up a barrel. I'm like, what the heck is she doing? And she smashed open a wall, and I'm thinking, like, I don't know if I remember that that was there. (laughs) But I'm going to say I did. And so I was like, oh, good catch, Beth. (laughs) So she's like, oh, thanks. I'm glad I remembered that. I'm like, yeah, I I mean, I was just waiting to see if you could. I was going to remind you if you didn't. I was going to tell you to go back, but, you know, whatever. That's fine. You got it. (laughs) And so, uh, yeah, no, I I was pretty impressed. Uh, So we actually played for, I don't know, maybe, I think just through the first world. Yeah. Got to the boss. I was like, Beth, do you want to fight the boss? No. She's like, you fight the boss. I was like, all right. It was a lot easier than I remember. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't entirely too difficult jumping back and like looking at it. Donkey Kong Country Two was definitely a more difficult game. It was a lot more polished. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, Donkey Kong Country One is great. It's what I, still, I prefer. I, I still prefer it better. Yeah. I mean, Two. I was listening to some of the music from Two recently, and mm-hmm. it's just it's I, there's something about it I don't like. Really? Yeah. Like there's certain songs that are really good. Right. Like uh, a Bramble Blast. Yeah. Like that's that's phenomenal. But some of the other stuff is. Just like, what am I listening? Like, this sounds like you're really kind of phoning it in, or like you're using oh. a weird instrument, or like. I'll have to go back and listen to the soundtrack because I uh, Don- Donkey Kong Country Two I consider a better game, but I played Donkey Kong Country One way more. Yeah, it's I, like nostalgia's carrying me a little bit for that one, just because you know it's the one I played the most. Yeah, but I. Yeah, that's uh, uh, sort of interesting. I'll have to listen to the soundtrack again and and see what my take on it is. Yeah, I mean the the melodies and the tunes are all there. They're they're decent, but they're just it's just, they just something about them just sounds weird. I don't know. I don't know huh. how to place. I don't really know how to describe what I'm not liking about it. I'll have to. Yeah, I'll listen to it. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else on Donkey Kong Country before we move on? You know, I I feel like I you know it, it's. It's one of the Super Nintendo's like best games. Yeah, it was apparently the uh, I think it was the third. Yeah, the third best-selling Super Nintendo game. I don't doubt it. Sold nine million units. I mean, it was a it, like we said, it was a huge deal when it came out. Lots oh, of advertising. Yeah. This was one of the first games that like graphically looked like this. Like if, if that was the interesting thing I thought about the Super Nintendo is you could have something that was like super incredibly basic at the front at like the beginning of the life and they just kept figuring out how to add more chips and everything to make it all Mm -hmm. look better without having to get a brand new system yeah whereas with the nintendo like yeah some of the bigger picture stuff like cutscenes, you got really cool looking designs but for the most part your gameplay was still pretty basic oh yeah from the beginning of the of the nes to the end of it but the super nintendo just constantly found new ways to make things better they really really pushed that system yeah. as far as it could go and i think that's why the super nintendo is still one of my favorite i mean my absolute favorite gaming system of all time is just the variety that you get i i would even argue it's probably one of the best systems ever not even just our favorite yeah you know it's just such a good video game system and has so many great games and i mean this is one of the classics yep you know donkey kong country if this is another one of those games if you haven't played it Get on it. 
Yeah, this uh, this little stint of episodes we've done, we're just kind of like, what are games that we haven't talked about for no good reason other than we just haven't done it? Right. And so, you know, we knew we needed to do a Legend of Zelda. We knew we needed to do Donkey Kong Country. Needed to do Cubivore. Cubivore, right? Uh, <laughs> and we had one other one planned, and I don't remember what it was, but it would get delayed for another yeah, time. Yeah, it got delayed. Uh, I don't remember what it was either. I feel like it was something where we were like, oh, yeah, why haven't we done that? And then we just sort of it got once again it got glossed over. Yeah. So you know we'll 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 do our best to make sure to touch on all the classics though. We we you know we don't want to miss anything of course. Yep. Speaking of classics, mm-hmm. it's time to take a look at our retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse on the Legend of Retro podcast. Retro relapse. Today's retro relapse is a Super Nintendo game called Spider-Man and X-Men Arcade's Revenge. Yes, a game that I remember playing a lot as a kid. And as I'm playing it now as an adult, I don't know why I played it so much as a kid. (laughs) You know, it's funny because like, so Xander's saying that he's like, oh, I got a Spider-Man game we can play. And I'm thinking like, oh, he's got Maximum Carnage? I almost feel like we could do a whole episode on, what is this? What is this? Spider-Man and X-Men. I've never played this. Is this like a hidden gem? I don't, oh. No, it's not a hidden gem. I remember playing it a lot as as a kid because it was one of the only games you could play as Gambit. And I love Gambit. I would say it's probably the only Super Nintendo game where you could play as Gambit. That and X-Men Mutant Apocalypse. Sega had a few uh, uh, games. Yeah, a couple had, X-Men, yeah, X-Men, had a few X-Men 2. games with Gambit. Yeah. Um, yeah Gambit was your favorite back then, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Um, I don't. I mean, he just looked cool. <laughs> is that he all? Threw you, cards, you know. Is that all you really liked about Gambit? Was that he was looked cool and threw cards? Yeah, I liked the whole the the whole trench coat thing. I liked fighting with. I mean, Donatello is my favorite Ninja Turtle, so you know, fighting with a bow is pretty rad. Oh yeah, he had a bow staff. Yep. Why didn't he make that explosive? He can like make cards explosive. I don't know. I'm sure he did a couple times. Mm. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, transferred kinetic energy and all kinetic that. energy. That's what his power was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, remember the, the graphics were never anything super great about this. The music certainly wasn't anything great. <laughs> nope. Um, and I remember that as a kid. I remember that the music was just like, this is kind of wonky and, and sounds kind of like someone really phoned this one in. Oh man, Spider-Man's spider sense is like the most obnoxious <laughs> noise I've ever heard. It sounds like you're getting electrocuted. <laughs> but, you, but you're not, but you wish you were. Yeah. It's almost like a Mel Blanc like cartoon, like... <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like something. Well, it sounds like a very low budget Mel Blanc yeah. sound effect. I'm not gonna lie though. I think huh. later on I'm gonna boot that back up and play some more. I will say I do kind of want a little bit of revenge on that Cyclops level. Yeah. So the game uh, doesn't really tell you how to do anything. It really doesn't. Uh, and there's also like the Cyclops level. There's like uh, minecarts, but if you touch the tracks, you're immediately electrocuted and you die. I was so mad when I first <laughs> jumped down and I was like, oh, I'm just going to hop down here. And it's just like, you know, Cyclops is like, Arr! and then like it gets electrocuted and dies. Yeah. Um, every one of the X-Men. So you start off with Spider-Man and you have to collect these nodes, I guess. I don't really know uh, what, what they are. They're using bombs or I something. Guess. And I you have to sure. get them in a certain order and your spider sense leads you to which way it is. Dumb. Um, and it takes if, if you don't know where you're going, it takes a really long time. 
It's which is why when I look back at like every time you get a game over, it's game over. There's no continues. You go right back to the beginning. So why I would have suffered through that first level so many times as a kid is beyond me. You probably just memorized what you had to do and just did it real quick. I guess. Because the second time we went through, it was a lot faster. Yeah. You know, the first time it was us kind of fumbling around, not really sure where to go, still getting a little used to the kind of janky controls. Yeah. But after you uh, uh, beat the first level, the game opens up with Arcade, X-Men villain, who's taunting Spider-Man, saying... He's like, oh, I didn't expect you here, but that's fine. You can join in, because he has Wolverine, Cyclops, Gambit, and Storm all captured. Yes, and then each... Uh, from there, the game opens up, and you can choose which character you want to play as, and they each have their own level. And all of them have the occupation adventurer, except for Spider-Man, who's a freelance photographer. I don't know why the X-Men aren't teachers or, or I don't know, like security detail in yeah. Wolverine's case. But, uh, yeah, no, they're adventurers. Mm-hmm. They're like Dungeons & Dragons characters. Yep. Yep. Um, and every every one of the heroes has two levels they have to complete before they can move on. I'm assuming there's boss fights. I remember fighting bosses. I remember okay. getting much farther as a kid. <laughs> go figure. Yeah, yeah, we could not get that far. Which is so like I said, why I want to go back and, and play it a little bit more because I know I can do it. And even as we were playing it, you, you know, there yeah, were, we were parts getting better, where it was, yeah. I, it was clicking like, oh, yeah, I need to go and do this. Or, yeah. And Wolverine like has this really funny thing. You hit A to pop his claws. Like they're not just automatically out for some reason. Yeah, it was weird. And when you punch things when his claws are out, it makes this cool like noise. But if you don't, it makes this really like it's like it's just flesh on flesh. Yeah, it makes this. It's a really weird noise, but like oddly satisfying at the same time. Uh, if any of you follow Dragon Ball Z Abridged, which we bring up probably more than we should, uh, there's the movie where they do uh, Broly. And they're like, we're going to fight now. And like they go and it's just like literally you just hear people like slapping skin on skin and it's hysterical. <laughs> that's what it reminds me yeah, of. Yeah, it, it, that's what it sounds like. It's, how, it's just flesh on flesh. Yep. Which sounds really gross. Yeah. Now, I do want to mention, because uh, I, I kept playing Cyclops. Yes. Cyclops has a few different powers. Yes, he does. Now, now Gambit, when he throws his cards, he has like a, a finite amount of them. They yeah. like they, he he has a certain amount before he has to get more. Cyclops just has his eye rays, and they can just—they're like machine guns. They're going all over as fast as you want. Yeah. Well, to be fair, you eventually run out of cards. That's yeah. Fair enough. That's true. But Cyclops has another ability. He's got two other abilities. Yes, he can crouch and punch. Square in the crotch. Yep. Or he could do a standing kick, which squ- defies gravity. Which just square in the nuts, right in the gonads. Yep. And it's hysterical. It, it, it's weird because he like leans all of his like body weight like forward. Yeah. It's a, so just imagine like an old timey like bow legged cowboy like in that weird <laughs> stance where his arms are to his side and both of his legs are like way out. But imagine him like on a two D plane where one leg is out front and one of them's in the back. And to kick, you'd think he'd lift the front one. No, he lifts the back one and somehow <laughs> defies gravity. Still does like a 90 degree angle yeah. kick. And it's, it's squacky. Wear into the crotch. Yep, that was a lot of fun. That was hilarious looking. And then Storm swims for some reason. Yeah, they gave Storm a water level. And I'd like to think it's because they know Storm is really overpowered. She's a really powerful mutant. And so they needed to like find a way to limit her. Yeah. But I just. I don't know. It feels really weird and tacked on. And yeah. like, you, you don't really have health. You have oxygen. But when you get hit, it lowers your oxygen. So feasibly, Storm has unlimited health if you can always get air. Yeah. But, you know, when you're halfway through a water section, 
and you get hit, I mean, you know, yeah. it's either go back and, and pray you make it in time or head forward and hope you don't get hit again. Yeah, the game is pretty relentless with its difficulty and like Gambit's level turned into a bullet hell at one point. <laughs> I didn't understand why that was. But yeah, it's you're being chased by this like giant metal wheel with like blades on it. Yep. And then there's just chest so pieces ma- firing bullets at you. Mm-hmm. It was really, really over the top. And this weird UFO thing with a guy with boxing gloves that killed me instantly twice. I don't... I, I don't quite understand. Yeah. It's... I mean, it's it's a fun game as far as, like, learning and really challenging yourself. It's not bad. But it feels... It didn't It didn't age well. No. It was a little clunky. Yeah. But if you can put yourself back in that mind frame of, this is an old game, it's not going to control very well, you can kind of get into the swing of things. No pun intended, Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, on an eight bit scale, I would I'd probably still give it a five. It's I still something I recommend. Like when uh, Test was asking what games he should hack onto his SNES Mini, I mentioned it. I feel like you did Test a disservice. I give this game a four out of eight. Mm. It's I I just I feel like the the I don't have the nostalgia. Yeah, to I think suppose. Like, you know where I think like oh well you know what it's still kind of a fun game. I mean I'd play it again, but I mean it's it's clunky. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a little clunky. That's fair. Um, so yeah, I don't have anything else on this one. The music, like I said, is nothing to write home about. Yeah, I'm not it was, worry about playing any of it for you. No, it was nothing spectacular, that's for sure. Uh, so that can take us right into the next, uh, next matchup in our round three of the RPG protagonist battle. Yeah, round three. Who do we now? Have? Last time was a real barn burner. Mm-hmm. That one, I mean, Gino and Frog. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. This one. Not <laughs> so much, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. This one we have Oren from okay. Final Fantasy X, uh-huh. uh, who has taken out Ronfar from Lunar 2 and Hero from Dragon Quest Eight. Wow, okay. Now goes up against the man who took out Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Oh? And Alex from Lunar Silver Star Story. Oh, my lord. Oren has to deal with Turnip. I don't think he has from Chrono Cross. <laughs> he has no chance. Here's the thing. I'm gonna let Xander pitch turn up as it's his character. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I know about Oren. Okay. He looks cool, but he's a jerk. He's a turnip with a body, a sword, and an old English accent. He's like Frog, only a turnip. <laughs> I think you guys know who to choose in this one. We're not even going to tell you. Yeah, you, you, we're not, we're not going to like lay any judgment out there. But if you guys choose wrong, we're, we're going to be pretty disappointed. It's true. Um, yeah, there's not really a whole lot else to say. Not really. I, I just, I feel like Orin's not a character I have a lot to talk about. I, I don't hate him i mean he looks cool mm-hmm. he was a really stoic kind of ba kind of guy you know but um i don't know i, I you know when, when you look at it in the perspective of he knew the history of titus and like could have told titus at like any given moment but he doesn't because he's a giant <laughs> jerk it sort of loses a lot of impact yeah i uh, i will say uh, a, a quick side note for uh Oren is uh uh he helped inspire an old, old Dungeons and Dragons character of mine. Yeah, uh, 
well, it's sort of by mistake, though. I, I needed a name for a uh, dragon that I was going to play in somebody else's campaign a long time ago. Why he was going to let me play a dragon, that's neither here nor there. But, this is before Dragonborn was a playable race, right? Yeah, yeah. I, but so I, I was sitting there thinking, and I was like, I really need a name. I don't know what to do. And I, I had a can of orange pop from Fago. Yeah. And I was like, Orange, Oran, Oran, Oranius. Oranius, that's the my character's name. And so I was like, hey, I'm going to choose Oranius as my name. And the DM at the time was like, like, like Oran from Final Fantasy? And I was like, but did you like Oran? And he was like, yeah, he's cool. I was like, then yes, that then is yes. why I chose that. <laughs> not because of orange pop. Yes. Or orange soda if you're not in the Michigan area. Yep. Kel loves orange soda. Who loves orange soda? Kale loves orange soda. <laughs> it's getting late. I don't. <laughs> it really is. We need to stop. Yeah. Uh, so, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Legend of Retro. I do have one last thing I need to to address on the topic of Donkey Kong Country. Is it a commercial? An mm-hmm. advertisement for a business? No. Oh, okay. No. All right. But here's the thing. Yeah. There's a certain person who I know is going to listen to this episode. Yeah. And they need to know that Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. I I was figuring it was going to be a commercial for Danky Kang Country Cookies. <laughs> Cracker Barrel. The, that's gonna that's gonna be the the, the official sponsor for Legend of Retro going forward. <laughs> Danky Kang, Danky Kang's Country Cracker Barrel. Get some Danky Kang Country cooking. Bring the Kitty Kongs and buy the toys. <laughs> you ain't got to be cranky. There's never a wait. <laughs> you ain't whistling Dixie Kong. <laughs> you ain't got to dress up all swanky Kongs. Come here. <laughs> this place sure is funky Kong. Wrinkly Kong. And go to our gift shop and buy some candy, Kong. There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> Just press stop at the yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next time when the legend continues, if it continues. If.